This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gina Davis, and welcome to Event Talk. Do you want to make more money with your products and services at festivals, fairs, and expos? Then you're in the right place. Each week, Event Talk brings you interviews with business experts, makers, artists, and business owners, nonprofits that have all successfully navigated the ins and outs of business. Plus, we want to take you behind the curtain, sharing our time-tested event marketing secrets so that you can get the most from every booth at every event. Join us as we explore what's happening at festivals, fairs, expos near you and around the country. Event Talk is your source for everything you need to get the event return on investment you deserve. I'm excited about today's conversation. Let's get started. Hello, audience. I am just back from the eWomen Conference in Dallas, Texas, and I mean you are in for a treat. I met some of the most amazing women entrepreneurs. And if you're not familiar with eWomen Network, this is an organization that promotes the growth of women entrepreneurs with the goal of helping women successfully reach the $1 million mark in revenue. eWomen Network is run by Sandra Yancey, so you need to check out my last podcast that aired on September 3rd where I interviewed Sandra about how she innovated this the expo this year. Sandra's goal for this year was to bring up the level that the attendees experience at each and every exhibitor's booth. And it truly was about the experience this year. So today I'm interviewing a couple of the women that I met who had booths set up during the eWomen Conference Expo. We're going to talk about the innovation and what it was like conceptualizing the experience from their, for their target audience at that expo. Now, in this segment, I am with Susan Marie Almquist. Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> Almquist. You got it. Almquist. And I'm your host, Gina Davis. So I want to get started by telling you a little bit about Susan Marie. She's a second-generation, 12-year practicing attorney. She was first introduced to her, her passion, Legal Shield. She was transitioning from her practice so that she could spend more time with her taller age children. Well, they were taller age then. She immediately recognized the collective buying power of the subscription model Legal Shield has, and she quickly became a referral partner. Now, at 17 years later, and four of Susan Marie and her husband Curtis's six children work as referral partners with them. Susan Marie proudly serves as one of the, na of the National Ladies of Justice Committee members, and I can't wait to hear more about that. Susan Marie and Curtis lead a team of independent associates across North America. Now, outside of Legal Shield, Susan Marie is an active BNI member. She enjoys Zumba travel, and stay tuned for her book release scheduled for 2020. Now, guys, I'm going to have links down in the resources. But let's get started with today's conversation. Susan Marie, hello. How are you today? I'm terrific, Tina. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited about uh, interviewing you. And I really just want to kind of just us jump right into it. We both were at the, that expo, and we both had an amazing time. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, my goodness, yes, without a doubt. 
De definitely. So well, why don't we just start about telling you a little bit about what you do, who you serve, and I particularly want to know more about the Ladies of Justice and how Legal Shield and all are involved. Well, absolutely. You know, as you mentioned in my bio, my experience of the legal system growing up had been really what I saw through my father's experience being a lawyer and then myself 12 years in. But mm -hmm. with Legal Shield, it's just such a different experience. I mean, we really have you could say a singular goal to create a world where everyone can access legal protection and everyone can afford it. And with Ladies of Justice, our, our mission is really to help improve lives with our services and then to, to provide women really the opportunity and the environment to build their belief and confidence and, and step into their greatness and power and control their lives, create choices, live a purposeful life. Right. It's a really exciting endeavor to be a part of. I had never heard of Ladies of Justice. I am a longtime Legal Shield member. Highly, highly recommend it. We have definitely used it several times. And just the, the whole concept behind that is very ingenious. Just being able to bring it down to where the 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 I hate to say ordinary, but the regular the regular joke can actually think about having some protection uh, for, what, for what he does and what was going on in their lives. Wouldn't you agree? Mm. Absolutely. I, I'll never get tired of hearing uh, people's feedback like that, Gina, on what we do mm -hmm. uh, with Legal Shield because it just uh, validates that, um, I mean, in a sense, yeah. the harder you look at what we're doing, the better it looks. And yeah. uh, it's really, it's become a privilege and an honor myself after having been a practicing attorney, all the more so to be able to be a part now of the mission of of Legal Shield and Ladies of Justice. Well, that's great. Well, so I got a chance to visit y'all just for a short period of time when we were at the expo. Oh man, it was so crazy, crazy. And I noticed that was the one thing. Every time I walked by your booth, and they had amazing booth, guys. It just it was jam packed, and that to me was was just like that customer experience over the top and then some and then some because you had people there constantly so tell us for starters just tell us about your overall experience at the e-women conference and the expo this year oh my goodness e-women network has just been such an exciting partnership for us with ladies of justice mm -hmm. i mean it there's so many ways in which our mission statement feels like it's just it dovetails with what uh, E-Women Network is doing, and that conference, I mean, we knew that it was our debut, in a sense, <laughs> mm -hmm. with Ladies of Justice, and we wanted to, to match the caliber of that organization, so we yeah. really did put a lot of energy into yeah. designing something interactive and mm -hmm. unique. Well, I thought it was really kind of cool because you had the, the, the really huge table where people would sit down and they just really have these serious conversations about what you know that aspect of it but then on the other side you had the fun and the flirty thing where you could actually get your picture taken and i actually got my picture taken i got a hula the flower boa and and then i got the little uh, ukulele uh and i still walk by <laughs> and look at it every day so. <laughs> that's great yeah it was really really great okay well i want to know so for the Ladies of Justice and for you, was this your first encounter or first opportunity that y'all had to actually create an experience, activation 
uh, as Sandra was implementing this year at the conference? It was. And I tell you what, we really did our best to take her lead, uh, mm-hmm. Gina, just to, to listen to what, what Sandra was working to create in that environment. And just like you described, we intentionally had a, a roundtable setting so there could be that interaction as well as kind wow. of the living room feel and the fun stuff that you described at the selfie yeah, booth yeah. across yeah, the Yeah, I, I mean, I totally forgot about the living room over there because I just think I kept looking at the round table and all the people that were constantly sitting there and the conversations that were going on. And I just, I, I, I don't know, that that was the part that stuck out for me. But yeah, they did. Y'all had a, a, an area that actually looked like a, a living room. It did. <laughs> and so it just, for, for me, the whole experience was really, very, very cool. And so what I guess I didn't actually lead into this was Sandra Yan of eWomen, her goal this year was to step up that experience of realizing activations where you're creating an experience for your customers, for the attendees, so that they long remember you after that actual expo. So yeah, there were probably 30 booths there, and I know that most of them did their best, but there were just two or three that stood out for me that I know I'm going to remember for a long time after, and definitely the Lady of Justice was one of those. Okay, I tell you what, one of the things I really want to share with my uh, audience is what kind of return on investment y'all you're actually getting from using the experience? So did you feel that the extra that Ladies of Justice went to in creating the experience resulted a higher engagement at the ex Well, absolutely, without a doubt, Gina, we it exceeded our expectations. I well, think that amazing. uh well, I mean historically we wouldn't expect to necessarily let's say, enroll somebody on the spot wow. in a legal shield or, or ID shield membership. We were doing both of those. But the, that setting that you were describing uh-huh. really allowed us to build relationships, have fun, and kind of create this social environment that generated results right there on the spot. That's <laughs> it was amazing. That is really amazing. something. And I assume it affected your follow-up conversations in sales also. Are you starting to see results from the in your follow-up too that are that are different or exceeding your expectations we are it just seems like just like you were describing actually that we created something that allowed us to stand out and because of that when we follow up people remember us Mm -hmm. and they're open to engaging and even this this podcast right now with you uh, is one example of just the myriad of ways that we're finding to Stay connected. Yeah, out there. Okay, so I want to bring this real and down to what my uh, audience actually can do. Because yes, the the booth that they set out is is really was kind of the over the top experience. But I still one of the things I was talking to Sandra was I want to make this a real for the Legal Shield person that's in my local community that wants to go out and wants to go do expos. So let's talk about being real for a moment and how that can actually translate for them. For me, one of the ways that can translate for them is there is no reason why you cannot do the little living room setting. Get you a couple of chairs and a little table, invite people into your booth. Because that's to me is one of the biggest things that you gotta do. You gotta have your booth set up where people can come into your booth. And being that you're not selling a product per se, it is more of a service, a membership, then 
having that little space where you can bring people in and you can engage them one-on-one would be a really great opportunity in my mind. And the, I mean, even an extra added for that is if it's, if you're indoors, then maybe add some place where, uh, like one of those round charger things where they can plug their uh, phones in and charge while they're sitting there and talk to you. But maybe if you're outdoors, get some kind of cooling mist thing going on in your booth. Oh, my gosh, they would absolutely adore that. <laughs> so how about you, Susan Marie? Do you see anything that from what y'all did that y'all could bring to, uh, to bring it down to the real-world Legal Shield person that's out there that's trying to do a booth? Or any other direct salesperson. Well, sure. And, you know, you're mentioning the difference between inside and outside, too, Gina. I mean, indoors, if you're able to find any kind of throw rug, too, for the ground. Yes. I uh, can kind of move the table to the side so that it is a walk-in environment instead of a, a barrier of a table between right. you and the folks coming up. And if you can come up with some kind of giveaway we had giveaways on on display too and mm -hmm. and in that way you collect information we actually have these let's get social cards that we use with ladies yeah. and justice for our events and we were using those to both stimulate conversation as we would gather a few at the table and also as a tool for follow-up and to oh. put them in the drawing for yeah. giveaways well, or maybe a bowl of chocolate <laughs> yeah that reminds me of one of the things that sandra was saying and i haven't i haven't actually uh delved into this deep but one of the things you could do is you could do some kind of social uh, media selfie type thing maybe if you were you had the cards uh, uh like you're talking about and have them take a picture with the cards that also has that hashtag on there and encourage them to use like a hashtag whatever that might be for you know, depending on who the direct seller is and what their company is, and then that way you can go back and find them in social media and still continue the conversation. That was a smart idea for on Sandra's part. Well, I'll tell you what, okay. we're getting to the end of our conversation here. I hate that it was so, such a good, good, good conversation, and I want to leave at the end of this with maybe Susan Marie. Do you have a closing thought or maybe advice for a brand new direct seller? Oh, thank you. That is a great question because I feel like my journey has changed over the years. And if somebody could have said to me you know, earlier on to just build, focus on building those relationships really, truly uh, mm -hmm. on the relationship more than a, a sale, you might say, that the right. sales will come or all sorts of other beautiful, wonderful things in your life will come. I and uh, it'll feel much more uh like a great experience for yourself too in the process i agree relationship building is so so important to me it's critical these days anyway mm -hmm. well susan marie thanks you so much for hanging out with me today and audience if you want to connect with susan marie ladies of justice or legal shield i'll have links in the resources attached to this podcast we do have another interview another segment from e-women coming up and i can't wait to share that with you but right now we're going to go on a break for our sponsors have you ever asked yourself this question why is it so hard to make a buck <laughs> i know i have hi i'm sandra yancey founder and ceo of eWomen network what i have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this you can't build a million-dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs 
generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. The Fine Vendor Booth Event Talk Podcast with host Gina Davis is looking for guests for future podcast episodes. If your business has a story that shows how you've aligned your marketing for success, exhibiting your products and services at festival fairs and expos, then we are looking for you. Additionally, we're looking for experts in these areas, business finance, business education, and tech tools that align with Event Talks Focus. Message us at info at findvendorboost.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network. So welcome back. We're getting ready for our second interview with Julia Berdisky. Julia is the founder of Untamed Hearts, and at Untamed Hearts, they create beautiful and meaningful objects that are injected with energy. Let me get started with an introduction of Julia and how she got where she is today. When she got tired of her corporate life, she decided she was going to leave her very swanky job as a creative director for a major company and really just trying to take control of her life and give herself a chance to follow her passions. Julia is, actually was born in the city of Kiev, Ukraine, and she moved to the States in 89 with her two-and-a-half-month-old baby, her then-husband, two suitcases, mostly with baby stuff, and about $25 in cash. And she's really trying to follow her dream, and she's turned her uh, passion into a design business that resonates through energy called Untamed Hearts. But I'm going to let her talk, tell you a little bit more about that because it's not my area of expertise and I want her to tell you. So, Julia, hi, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. So, thank you for being on. Let's share with the audience a little bit about what you do and who you serve before we get into talking about the eWomen Conference. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so what we create at Unseen Hearts, we create objects injected with energy that elevate vibration, that amplify your intention. We use different materials and, and we use metals and we use crystals, so we activated all, all of it. All of our crystals are activated, awakened, and they amplify your intention. So in your hand, they become your amulet. They support you on your life journey. They create openings they shift energy vibration and they remind you that you're never alone that you are loved whatever it is that you need to be reminded of these pieces are not about jewelry Mm -hmm. but about objects that support you on your life journey right they're very beautiful the most important layer of our work is bridging the energy, the beauty, and spirituality. 
So our work is bringing energy of healing, of peace and protection, and encapsulating it and giving it to people to take home so they can continue the connection with it and use it as their reminders. So, again, I met you at the E-Women Conference, and you've also shared with me that this was the second time that you'd been there, and you had both been exhibitor both times. So let's segue talking a little bit about that experience with the E-Women Conference, and kind of tell me a little bit about how the experience differed from last year to this year. Yes, yeah, so last year, it it was a beautiful conference, mm-hmm. and E-Women Network has a beautiful brand presence and identity. Now, the marketplace was more like business conference set up yeah, a notch higher, a notch yeah, higher. Very business expo-y last year. Still beautiful. Yeah, so now we completely bridge the gap between the brand of the conference and the way the exhibitors presented themselves. So we were continuation of the brand. And and at the same time, we were completely unique. We created experience for people, right? The companies who came were very appropriate for the people who attended the conference. So it wasn't just somebody who can pay for the space. It Mm. was hand-selected people who can serve the audience that attends the conference. And the goal was to create experience. I agree. The experience that Sandra Yancey created was one that just ran through the whole conference from the time you were in the big hall till you moved into the hallway, still had the branded experience going till you moved into the expo area. It was all truly an experience. And that was Sandra Yancey's goal this year. Her goal was to just really bring up that level that the attendees experience, uh, even at at each and every exhibitor booth. And one of the things that called me to yours was how much that you had ramped up the level of experience there. The first thing that drew me was just your plush white shag rug. It was so gorgeous and it just was such an eye catcher. So talk a little bit about how you put your experience together for the conference this year. So my, uh, the outcome I wanted to have was that when people come into my space, they would feel the energy. I wanted people to feel good. It's very simple. I wanted them to connect to that place of balance for even if it's for a moment because conference is a lot of stimulation and information. So I, I had this beautiful white rug and it's very soft. So you can take your heels off and walk on it. It just feels really good on your feet for the conference i created a deck of cards where people can just come and choose a message from the universe yeah I, I and it was that was an amazing experience yeah. people would come every single day yeah to pull one and it wasn't about selling it was about creating relationships with people so for me it was just creating the space Till this day, I'm getting emails and people are contacting me from the conference who maybe didn't buy, but they're still thinking about it and they're ordering it online. Whatever energy you put into creating the way you make people feel, 
people will not remember what you said, but they will remember what, how yeah. they felt. It is about the experience. You're there to create an experience that was above what had been happening before. And I definitely saw that happening time and time again there. One of the questions I've been wanting to ask you is, do you really feel like the extra amount of thought into creating that experience, did it result in a higher engagement at the expo? Did it increase the number of products you sold? Or and how did it affect follow-up conversations and sales afterwards? How has that actually been? Yes. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. I right cannot, like, it's beyond, I had no expectations. Like, I just entered the space to serve people. I just did my best. Now, the result was that there were so many people engaging with not only looking at what we have, but just, just being in our space, asking questions. Uh, we were initiating people into thinking about energy, definitely, and people were stepping into it. Well, that's about winding us up, but I'd like to uh, see if you have a closing thought. Maybe if somebody's getting started in the vendor booth marketing arena, what would your best tips for them be? Okay, so I'm going to just get now to like very practical okay physical, mm, practical, how, how to do things, right? So yeah. one of the most important things, lights. Make sure you have great light. It doesn't matter what your product is, but you can, you can make it or so much more attractive by lighting it up properly. I use clip lights, like I buy it on Amazon and it's like on the clip and it has USB cord and it has option of daylight, warm light. So it's really cool. And I use like maybe five of them that I clip the tables and I love them. Make sure that there's no wrinkles on the cloth if you have mm -hmm. cloth. Think about, make sure your business card is something people can take notes on. It's like make sure your business card is not black. People cannot write on it. Make sure Art it's gloss. not glossy. That's right. That people cannot write on it. Think about people and how can you make it better for them. Make sure that you merchandise, tell a story with your product so people can see themselves wearing it. So it's a whole different level of art, like telling yeah, yeah. the story with product. Yeah, yeah. But start. You might be great at it or maybe you don't know what I mean. You can start thinking about every single thing tells a story. I know the, the story thing, it does take a little while, but there are so many great people out there that can help you with a story that if you're not understanding that concept of having your or an art or even if you're a coach to do books, you've got to have that story behind why that book was important. you got to have a story why your art piece is important, why it should resonate with people, why it resonated with you. So everybody likes the story. Everybody remembers the story. I wanted to add one more thing. Sure. Self-care. When you're doing shows, sometimes mm. it could be nerve-wracking. Sometimes it could be physically difficult. It could it be can. both. Sometimes you might be driving a long distance or flying and you are tired. So what's very important is when people, they are purchasing something from you, think about it. They take, take piece of your energy with them. Make sure that you are in a good place. Whatever it is that you need, budget it into your process. So if you need to be in the gym and work out and do that, if you need to eat 
a certain food that makes sure to figure out how to bring it in. Because when you need to be in a place no, where I, you are there for people. One of my first podcasts was had to deal with the, the health issues affecting doing those kind of events. I had a whole podcast with a health coach on how to have a successful day when you had to deal with stuff like that. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Well, I think that winds us down for today. Julia, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And audience, if you would like to see some of Julia's creations, there will be a link in the resources attached to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversations today with the women of eWomen from the 2019 eWomen Conference and Expos. Definitely, if you're interested in knowing more about eWomen, about the ladies that we've talked to today, all this information will be in the the, uh, resources area. Now, our next podcast will go live on October 10th, and we'll be interviewing an entrepreneur with two businesses. Her passions are both creative and practical. She is a creative herself, and she's a financial advisor to those who are creators. Listen in for that impactful podcast. Now, if you're listening in the week of September 21st, 2019, Find Vendor Booth will be out at the Positively Creative Summit in the Memphis, Tennessee area, and I will be hosting one of the breakout sessions. I will be hosting one of the breakout sessions there, a roundtable on best practices for exhibitors at Crafts Affair. See the details on it below and a link to follow up articles. Find Vendor Booth is your one-stop resource for everything you need to know to get the best results from each and every festival, fair, and expo. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.